Save the Semantics, episode 200. It is February 12th, 2023. My name is Myro. This is the podcast where I ramble on for a bit about some shit. Big one today. It's 200. Um, and also, there's there's quite a lot to talk about. So um, I'm excited to kind of discuss some things that happened over the past week. Uh, a lot of things going on. Um, so yeah. Also, episode 200, that's pretty crazy. I've been doing this now for, what, like three? I don't know, I've lost track of time. (laughs) It's been a while, though. I've been doing this for quite a long time. Um, I don't know if necessarily, you know, I... I, Every once in a while, I'll go back and re-listen to, like, bits and pieces of older episodes to kind of see how things have kind of changed in terms of like my approach to doing this i mean for the most part it's pretty much been the same (laughs) like not a whole lot has really uh changed over the years in terms of just how i've you know conducted these just because it's it's pretty straightforward i just record whenever i have time and whenever i have the motivation to do it um and that's it there's really nothing else to it so uh it's not like i have a specific goal in mind for these um at least not right now right now i don't have like um an overarching like plan to um do something else in terms of you know i guess growing this although i had some intentions of doing that earlier on just because i don't know it was something i could do uh but right now i just you know i'm just kind of doing my thing with it i don't really have a um i don't have an end game with it i think i just like to record shit whenever i want to record something and talk about some stuff um just kind of outside of my day-to-day um or whatever is just on my mind so yeah uh, it's probably going to just be the continuing format going forward um if you have been listening up to this point i appreciate it um i really do i think it's um i think it's nice to have some you know i either like treat this as a place to kind of vent in a sense even though i don't really delve super in depth with my own personal issues or whatever i mostly keep things surface level and then also talk about um but mainly it's just talking about like things that interest me although i know i have i have talked a little bit about you know some of my own personal issues in the past and that might come up again it's it's really just like how i feel in the moment and whether or not i i want to talk about it so um but again thank you for listening um if you have been um up to this point anyways big week uh for a lot of shit a lot of things have happened um now i've mentioned that i've been checked out from the nba for for a minute now and i have um but I do want to touch upon just the the trade deadline and all the shit that went down. Um, maybe not all of it, but I want to touch upon kind of the big things that went down um, because it's uh, it's crazy, man. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot to it's a lot to get into. Um, I'd say the big sort of outcome out of all of the all of the trades that have occurred is that the West has gotten considerably stronger because of it um which doesn't necessarily bode super well for the warriors i think it just makes it more difficult for them to seed 
uh, for the playoffs. Uh, and considering how they're playing right now, it's a little difficult to really see them going up. Um, going up in like the upper echelon of, of teams. I think it's going to be pretty difficult. Uh, but yeah, just to cut to the chase, KD was traded to the Suns. Kyrie was traded to the Mavericks. Um, and there was some other moving around with like the Lakers. The Lakers got better. Um, they added some new pieces. I don't know if that's going to be enough for them to push, make like a post season, you know, post, uh, post regular season run. But, uh, I think, uh, it makes them a little more of a difficult foe. And then we also just lost to them like yesterday. So, uh, yeah, it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy. It's not, it's not super great for us. We also had a trade complication regard with, uh, Gary Payton. There was a whole thing that's still ongoing. Um, I don't know if that's going to clear where Portland's medical staff didn't alert, uh, kind of the severity of his injury noting that he's going to be out for much longer than anticipated, which is not great. I think they should just go forward with the trade like they already did it. Uh, I think he's already back with the Warriors. Um, and then also, I mean, I know it's it's just, it's just, it's just funny, but it, it would just be awkward if we got, if like Wiseman decided, like got brought back because we canceled the trade. I think it would just make for a really awkward situation and i'm i'm just putting myself in both the team's shoes and also wiseman's shoes and then just thinking about how just a, how much of an awkward situation that would be it's like yeah we yeah just uh you know welcome back man <laughs> no we definitely want you here for sure for sure you know like we definitely uh we definitely appreciate and uh uh, taking into consideration your significance to the team <laughs> after trading him. No, that's just how you can't go back on that, I feel. Um, so I think they should. That's not the biggest reason why. I just think they should just go through with it at this point. They've already committed to it. I know that Peyton's going to be out, but he's always, you know, he was injury prone last year. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I feel I'm happy that we got him back. I also think that we could have gotten another big in the process. Maybe some kind of buyout, if that's still available. I don't know how that works, really. I just, uh, I don't, um, we're still, like, it, we're just kind of, we're a little better in some aspects, but we haven't really changed a whole lot. And then also considering that Peyton's injured, like, it, it's just, um, I don't know. I think if they could have maybe pushed for another, uh, I don't know, acquisition of some sorts i don't know how that works i don't really know how all these you know i understand the need to balance out you know the caps out the salaries and the, you know the value of the players and shit like that i get i i more or less understand that in terms of like what you can actually do i just i don't i don't i don't know the rules to like what the i don't know what trade i don't know what the trade regulations are i don't know what the I don't, I don't understand most of that shit. I just kind of like, I just see <laughs> when I see big players move, it's like, wow, that's a big move, right? That's just kind of what I get out of it most of the time. Um, 
So I'm happy that we got Gary Payton back. I just, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think I feel like even if he wasn't injured, I feel like, I feel like we could have added another piece. I feel like we sh- we could have gone and added another piece, maybe a backcourt or sorry, front court player. Um, I think that could have helped out. Um, but yeah, a lot of moving pieces. Of course, the KD one is massive. KD going to the Suns. Um, I I think that it's gonna be. I mean, I mentioned it's gonna be a bloodbath from like one through like eleven in the Western Conference. I'd say the Nuggets, I mean, just based on their record and how they're performing right now, it seems like they have a pretty, you know, steady hold on the Western Conference in terms of, you know, seeding at least first. But that could change, you know? There's what, like, under 30 games left? So, I think that, you know, once you're, once you're in this, at this point of the season, I think it's, it's like the standings are going to become more solidified i think once like 10 more games and then we can kind of get a clearer picture of like where things stand um i think it's very interesting like where the i'm going to move over to the eastern conference now i think it's very interesting where the nets stand now in terms of their team composition one I kind of like the Nets now. <laughs> the main reason I, I I just feel there's there's a lot of likable players. Like I like Mikel Bridges. I didn't I just I didn't like the Suns really. That was just the main thing. So I think seeing him on the net, Nets is like kind of fun. Um, I'm also kind of a fan of Spencer Dinwiddie. Like I I feel like he's a um, you know seeing some of his like post game interviews. I feel like he's a very like affable and likable. Uh, player and personality so I think that kind of lends itself a little bit more um uh and I don't know they I, they just have like a I don't know they have a, like a cool kind of vibe going on so, kind of like the jazz earlier on the se- in this season where they you know they kind of cobbled together a lot of players from the Gobert and Donovan Mitchell trades um but I don't know I think I like Nets a little more like I like the this team a little bit more because I the players are a bit more, I don't know, they appeal to me uh, somewhat more than the Jazz, I guess. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I I just I mean the big reason I disliked the Nets was because of Kyrie. I just feel like wherever Kyrie goes, I just nah. I'm like nah. I don't fuck with that team really. <laughs> it's like he's just uh, you know, it's just who he is. Um, of course, he's an incredible player. But, you know, just who he is, really, um, at this point. Uh, I, it's just so funny how, like, quickly they, like, gutted that shit. Because uh, at this point, I think they're still, like, fourth. I haven't checked the standings, but they're still, like, fourth in the East, right? Like, it's just crazy. Like, they were, they were the, like, the hottest team in the league a little while back. Um and then just Kyrie just requests a trade and it just completely falls apart which is kind of wild like like they could have tr- like i i they could have had a pretty solid chance at contending i and, but just because of the ego and just like the fucking 
uh, you know, the contract negotiations or whatever. It's like, I just, it's just wild, man. I don't know. Uh, but hey, man, it makes the Nets a little more likable. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to actually kind of be, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's easier to root for a team. Like, I don't, I don't like like them like i'm not gonna be like necessarily rooting for them but i'm gonna you know i don't know it's like okay cool i don't like care if they get further in the east than expected i'm like oh fuck yeah that's cool man there's a lot of um yeah there's a lot of cool you know pieces on that team so uh i don't know i it's just it's just kind of funny how things turn out in that way um but yeah the west has gotten uh, considerably more stronger, and it's going to be more difficult for, again, the Warriors to uh, place, and then the East has gotten a little weaker. Uh, it seems, it feels like, just kind of based on looking at the standings, uh, it, it feels like the top three are kind of solidified there, you know, with Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. I think that's just kind of set there and then the rest sort of fall into some kind of like you know pecking order of like the mid-tier mid-tier teams um but uh yeah west is it's it's kind of funny how it's like sort of the opposite of last year like last year the east was like a bloodbath from like one through 11 or something like that um so it's just like a complete opposite it's just a complete flip of the conferences this year in terms of uh competitiveness so i think that's really interesting uh but i'm gonna keep my eye out on you know how things sort of proceed uh and yeah i I, again i just haven't really had the i haven't had the really necessarily the want to watch games um that being said though i am going to a warriors game for the first time at chase center um next month And I'm really excited about that. Uh, I've been wanting to do that for like, you know, whenever they, since they moved to San Francisco. Um, But I just haven't had the opportunity. Also, you know, it's really expensive. So um, I got, the tickets I got were like, I I feel like they're decent. You know, they're they're like standing seats. I'll talk about my experience, you know, uh, once I go. But uh, I don't know, I'm excited. I, I don't know how, how well of, like, a viewing experience it's going to be, but I think it's going to be fun just kind of being in the that atmosphere. I haven't gone to a basketball game in forever, um, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited to kind of check that out. And also going to, going to SF, you know. I, I always enjoy my time up in the city. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, let's transition to talk about something that I've been sort of um, very much kind of into recently, uh, which is games, <laughs> video games and shit. Uh, last week I talked about kind of predicting some things regarding like the Nintendo Direct. The Direct happened on the 8th, um, and it was, a pretty, it was a pretty crazy Direct in terms of just uh, what was revealed, what was announced. Um, I think there's a lot of things to kind of look forward to, definitely. One, as a Xenoblade fan, and then two, as a Zelda fan, of course. Like, I mean, you know, 
I think the fact that, you know, the game's going to come out in a few months. It's going to be, it's, it's right there. It's, it's at our doorstep, you know what I mean? So, um, I think that that in itself is ex- incredibly exciting. I'm so excited, man. I'm so, I'm, I'm so much looking forward to, like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to do my, like, the thing with Zelda is that really the story is like kind of secondary to everything else the exploration and all of that um i never put too much stock into the stories of these games because they're pretty you know it's not anything that's like groundbreaking or revolutionary that pretty you know you know you know what to expect with a <clears throat> with a zelda game but i think i i i still I still kind of want to go with my approach of how I did it with Xenoblade 3 in terms of just, like, completely just trying to uh, mute out a lot of, like, um, you know, especially, like, on YouTube. I'm try- <laughs> I've am trying. i been watching... I have been watching a lot of Zelda-related content just because I've been really kind of invested and I'm getting kind of hyped up and excited for Tears of the Kingdom. But I know that, like as the game approaches i'm gonna i, I want to do my best to really just try to like <laughs> uh you know mute out and like not get recommended like you know tears of the kingdom videos because i might get like spoiled on something like that you know what i mean um spoiled on both the story and then also like things in the game you know um so avoiding stuff on reddit and, and shit like that so I, i'm really gonna try my best to um, keep these experiences fresh, um, and do a lot of, like, that exploration myself, because, uh, that was a lot of the joy I had when I was played through Breath of the Wild for the first time, which, funny enough, I'm, I, I, I just ordered it, um, it's gonna be coming my way sometime this week, because I, I, I just want to get a nice, I just, I have, I, I'm excited for the sequel, and I just want to, kind of delve back into the first game again and just kind of dick around in it um i think i mentioned that last time um but i yeah i just want to kind of approach it in a similar manner as i did last year with xenoblade where i just um just stay off of um a lot of that kind of uh content or discussions or whatever that might be uh so I kind of ha- kind of have a pretty you know fresh experience in that sense, um, but I'm very excited. I'd say like the first time I watched the trailer or the, you know the it showed up at the end of the uh, the direct. Um, first time I watched it, part of me was somewhat like somewhat underwhelmed in that sense because. Um, before that i had watched just to kind of get like just to have a point of reference i watched the breath of the wild kind of like final trailer and it was it's it's incredible like it's an incredible trailer it's so well done um just kind of the the musical the um how the music like accompanies the trailer at certain points and stuff like that and showing off like uh, you know these these interactions with Zelda and Link and, and and stuff like that. I feel like it's very well done. Um, I think I might have placed a lot of um, 
expectations just because of after kind of watching that trailer um and i think this trailer is good i think within itself i think it's really good um i just think that in comparison it's maybe lesser it doesn't have as much weight i guess but you know who knows i think this is probably going to be the last time i'm i'm going to try to avoid like watching anything else related to tears of the kingdom i'm not going to watch if there's another trailer that comes out close to the release i am i'm not going to watch it i'm going to stay away from it i think i've gotten enough information as i have from this um and i'm excited to see how it goes because i you like people are kind of having like I, i i was reading some comments on like reddit and some comments on on youtube about how they were kind of like you know there was this argument that was had about how Nintendo was reusing their assets from Breath of the Wild and how that might not make the environments or, you know, the locales as refreshing or as exciting to explore. Um, They're saying, like, it's just like, this is gonna, this is just like glorified DLC. Yeah, that was like, that was like some sentiment that I saw, but I, I really don't think that's, that's the case. I really don't think so. Um, listen, games, like, I feel like games in a series, they, I feel they often reuse assets from prior games. Like, so I don't really, like, sure, like, maybe you could argue that this game is, it could, like, it could have just been maybe, like, a separate story if they added just, like, a few more extra elements to it. Like, it could just be, like, an additional DLC, um, if that were the case, but I, I really don't think so. Like, they add, it, it feels very, it feels so much more expansive than that, just based on just kind of the scope of things, how there's there's this kind of extra world in the sky, you know what I mean? You got, like, you know, the quote-unquote Skyloft-esque kind of area of the game where things, um, or it's separate from, like, the land of Hyrule. I feel like there could, there's probably going to be so much more up there. Some people are saying there could, there could be, like, caverns and shit like that. I don't really know. I don't know, like, where people are kind of picking up on that. Um, but that could be exciting. So there's, like, like, three kind of layers to, um to this world uh that's exciting man i think i think it's going to be much more expansive than people think of course like i i know that i know that like based on the trailer there were some locations that are directly from breath of the wild you know like hateno village and shit like that but i I don't know i'm i'm fine with re-exploring these places i really don't um i don't have an issue with that um i I'm, i'm i'm just excited man this is just a new zelda game that's really what it matters like i'm gonna buy it i think the big thing i think another big um i guess criticism or pushback that i've seen is regarding like the 70 dollar price tag which i i i fully understand that i think that's like a worthy criticism like i know that uh, like they really can just do that because they're nintendo and this is zelda and whatnot um it's just kind of unfortunate that's just sort of like the main thing um is a lot of money for a lot of people. Um, And then I know translating it to, like, Canadian dollars, it's, like, more than 100 plus tax. So that's that's a fucking lot. That's a a fuck ton of money, man, for a video game. I've seen some... I, 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 you know... I know you can argue argue that it's, like... um, 
reflecting like business practices where some other games for like PlayStation and shit like that also cost $70 and then also how games in the past used to be much more expensive than they are now I I, I don't like it doesn't matter where those other things stand like I think it's it's you know I I, they can just kind of do it because they can and they know people are gonna buy it and whatnot I don't I it's just kind of it just sucks because it, it kind of um, gaming in, 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 in general, I just feel should be much more, I guess, exclude, like inclusive of, um, a lot of people, man. Cause like gaming is, is, it's an expensive hobby. Uh, I think a lot of people move to like switch gaming because one, uh, it's like, you know, it's portable, like, you don't necessarily have to have a TV to game. You can just have the console in itself, within itself. Um, and then, too, it's just... It, it, it's much more of an affordable console than buying a whole gaming PC or a PlayStation, you know? I don't know how much Xboxes cost right now, but I'm sure they're up there. So I think... Um, I don't know, just, just having kind of, like, financial accessibility is, like, a huge thing, I think. Um... I remember reading up about, like, Smash, like, um, players from other communities, like, you know, people from, like, the black community, or, like, the Latin community, or Latino community, getting involved in Smash because it was accessible to them, right? Because, like, GameCube was much more, like, you know, it was cheaper to purchase than other consoles at that time which is why they were they got into like smash you know and melee and shit like that um and so i i don't know i think that's kind of like i think that's like a big pro of nintendo consoles and how they've sort of approached their um their games and how they you know market stuff is just allowing you know people that haven't really gamed before you know the ability to do so at you know at a kind of like a I guess a lower price range in, in a sense like I know that for the most part nowadays games are like $60 across the board like new games but you know like it's the price of the console itself is like a huge you know huge uh pretty big drop in the bucket or sorry a drop in the bucket means that it's not that much that's that's the wrong term strong phrase to use um you know the the price of buying a switch is kind of like factored into the you know the gaming experience right like this like the entry cost right um so if you're not able to buy like a system like you're kind of like excluded from that um so i think i don't know it just it's just it's just i think it's good like if they're able to price things accordingly um, and kind of continue to have, you know, decent accessibility for all people, I think that's just a good... Th- I know that's just... It's it's very... Uh, what's the word? Utilitarian? With, like, you know, wanting to have... Wanting to other people to have um, things that they don't necessarily have the means to. But I, I just I just think... I, I just think it's good to sort of have that 
door open for people. Um, and so $70 is a lot of fucking money. <laughs> um, and of course, I, you know, I'm going to be buying it, but, um, I just hope that this doesn't discourage people. This doesn't, this both, this both doesn't discourage people from, you know, buying games. And also it doesn't encourage these, like the gaming industry to continue to like up their prices for games. Um, because I think it can really, um, I don't know, it can hinder people's experiences from, um, purchasing and, and gaming in general. So that's just kind of how I feel about it. Um, it's, I, I know they've, they've talked about how Nintendo has said that this is not going to be a regular occurrence with their other titles, but you know, I, I, if, if they, if they move into like the next generation of, of consoles, it is it, possible that they might still up the prices for those. You know what I mean? Um, just based on demand, like people are just going to buy Mario's and, and Zelda games, um, at their, at the highest price that's available just because, you know, just because they are those games. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's just sort of how I feel about the $70. Main thing is that it's just a fuck ton of money. Um, and it's, it's pricey. It's, it's definitely pricey for sure. Uh, I'll touch very briefly on Xenoblade 3 because I am also incredibly excited for what they have in store for the fourth uh, wave of DLC, which is going to hopefully come around later this year. Um, wave 3 is going to drop later this week, which I'm also I'm also kind of excited for. Um, it's, it's not like a huge development, but they added in like challenge battles, that ha- that they say has like roguelike elements i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff i mean i like i mean the main rogue game that i play is roguelike game that i play is slay of the spire and i love it i've put in you know i've mentioned i've put in countless hours into that um so i don't know how well that's going to translate to xenoblade combat but i i don't know i'm excited to try it out i like the idea of like trying going over and over again um and attempting to do like different runs with different characters and considering that there's you know considering the character variety uh that's a lot of fun i think that's that's gonna be that's kind of open like the door for you know different um i don't know like the fact that you can play with different like heroes and shit like that is pretty exciting um so yeah hopefully that kind of hopefully that pans out um and works to some level i'm gonna play it anyway um i'm gonna give it a shot uh i've pretty much now there's still a lot of content remaining in the post game for me uh for xenoblade 3 but i've sort of i've kind of reached a point where one i maxed out like to level 99 and then two i've also done like pretty much all of like the hero stuff at this point outside of the you know the new dlc hero that's going to come out um and really the the main the main thing that's kind of left for me uh, is to play the game again um, in Japanese, but I'm kind of saving that for later. Um, I just don't want to get too too burned out on on the game, you know. Um, so I'm, I might say I'm I'm thinking of saving replaying the game on a second run, maybe later down the line for this year. Um, but exciting development developments. Um, the fourth DLC story looks interesting. I'm really excited with what they kind of teased. 
um it's it's <laughs> we're already getting some fan servicey shit which i'm uh, which i am a sucker for so uh they're 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 you know they're pulling me in with that so i'm excited to kind of see regardless of how how well it kind of connects to the main game i think that i don't know i think that there's there's a lot of things to be intrigued by um and excited for uh i'm just happy that we're getting more xenoblade shit that's just the main thing man i think we've been really um we've been really spoiled with with the content that we've kind of received so i'm I'm happy about that another thing to somewhat discuss um that was about, about things that were revealed at the direct is bon kaidos which is a monolith game or is Bot and Kaidos 1 and 2, which is a monolith game from uh, from the GameCube era. Uh, I've been intrigued by this series. I've never really... I don't know a whole lot about it, other than the fact that it was made by Monolith and Bandai, Bandai Namco. Uh, but I... That's probably going to be on my, you know, on my list of games that I want to play. <laughs> that's another... Another one on the backlog, man. It's uh, it's fucked up, dude. It's not cool. It's 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 not cool to keep throwing games on there. Um, so I I don't know if I'm you know I don't know when it's gonna release. I forgot when they they said. I think they said summer. But and I don't know if I'm I'm gonna get to that one anytime soon. But I want to try it. I want to check it out. It seems interesting. Uh, I, the the combat seems very. Um, card-based combat system hey listen man i've been playing slay the spire um i'm sure it's going to be a little different from that but that seems really interesting and fun um and i'm down for trying out something different once in a while um i i I think there was some discussion in regards to like how the voice acting uh portion was treated like i think they it seems like they're toggling off the english voice acting which people have said is like really bad in the original so i don't really care too much about that um i just hope like some i i just hope that there's some quality of life like shit from you know from the original version um i you know uh, since this is a game or this is a series from like kind of the early 2000s or like mid 2000s there's there's probably going to be some um there's going to be some dated elements to it for sure so i hope that they you know they've addressed those things at the very least maybe like a speed up kind of thing similar to final fantasy 7 which i i know i know I, i'm gonna beat it i'm gonna beat it soon or you know sometime in the next whenever i have the 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 want to do it i i'm I'm really just don't want to beat the game really (laughs) that's like the main thing i've just been kind of holding on to it because uh, i don't want it to end yeah that's sort of the um my main feeling really but I'll, i'll i'll get to it um metroid prime remastered i don't know how much of an interest i have in playing it i was watching one streamer play it and it seems fun I'm also not the biggest like first person shooter fan, so um but I've heard really great things about Metroid Prime, so um I'm sort of like iffy on that. 
uh, it's not like a priority, but maybe if I, if I, if I just want to have like an itch to play something kind of in that genre, um, then maybe I'll, I'll check it out, uh, in the future. But I think that's, it's awesome that it got remastered and it seems like a lot of people are really happy about that. So I think that's great. Uh, other stuff, Octopath Traveler 2, uh, I'm sort of like, with Octopath Traveler, I, I'm sort of wary of it, in a sense, like, I, part of me wants to play it, but part of me just doesn't, I don't know how much, like, random encounter turn-based combat I, I really want to deal with right now um like i i've gotten accustomed to uh just sort of combat where the enemies are visible on the field and stuff like that like i know i've been playing final fantasy 7 that's sort of the exception to the rule but um it's gonna be it's gonna be a little hard for me to go back to random encounter battles uh, just because it's been a while since I've really played some extensively. Like, I, I, I've i played a ton, you know, I've played a lot of Dragon Quest when I was younger. And I also went through Final Fantasy IX and VI. Um, so I have, you know, I have my fair share of experience. But it, it's just going to be hard to really get back into that. It's going to be a little difficult. So, um, I don't know. I... I there's a lot of great things that I've heard from about Octopath Traveler, and it seems that the sequel are going to be improving on a lot of like the story based and like the character interactions and stuff like that. So this is great. Uh, I just don't know. Again, I don't know if that's something that I am inter- interested in at this point uh, in time, but we'll see. Uh, Sea of Stars looks excellent. Uh, you know, uh, spiritual kind of, not successor, but very much heavily influenced by Chrono Trigger from what I've heard. And then, you know, you got Yasunori Mitsuda, who's, who's composing, like, which is fucking awesome. Uh, a lot of great, I've heard a lot of great things about it. Um, so that's kind of semi on my backlog. The art style looks great. I'm assuming the music's going to be fantastic. Uh, I don't know about the story, but I'm assuming the story's going to be pretty solid as well. Um, and they also have a demo out, so I don't, do I want to play the demo? I don't know. There's too many fucking games, dude. There's too many games. There's too many games. This is the main thing. There's too many fucking games. But, yeah. I'm actually going to take a look, because I think I no- noted this down. Um added a few more things to my gaming backlog which is going to be continue to grow and you know what i don't really i don't feel pressure to beat all of these it's just like games i'll play in the future they'll always be there for me i don't necessarily feel pressure to get through them or whatever because they will they will be there for me um okay a lot of these i talked about before Okay, so I had I added Chained Echoes, which is another one. Is like another JRPG, heavily influenced by old school JRPGs, or not? It's not it's not a JRPG because it's not made by a Japanese uh, developer. Uh, 
I forgot where that developer is based from, but heavily influenced by old school JRPGs. It looks really good. I've heard some of the music, and that sounds really good as well. I heard the story is excellent. So, uh, in the future, it's another one on the list. <laughs> it's another one on the list. Uh, I also added Nier, which, you know, I've talked about it. So it's, it's not really, that's not new, but I, I think I just forgot to note it down. But Nier is also on there, uh, which I'll get to. I will definitely get to Nier, for sure. That's like, that's something that's, um, you know, maybe this year I'll, I'll try to get to it. Uh, and then Sea of Stars is another one. So, ooh, it's a pretty long list right now. I might try to clear out some that I may may, may or may not play at all just because. But, again, these games are going to exist and they're going to stay there, you know, regardless if I get to it anytime soon. So, I don't know. I shouldn't be that, that worried about it. Like, I, I, there's really no pressure for me to play those. Um, I should just kind of continue to seek and play what I want at the current time that's really been my approach to things but yeah uh a lot of exciting developments in I guess the uh, Nintendo world of things and then for me I've got a lot of things to look forward to and that's great um so yeah that's probably going to be it for this episode thanks for listening to me ramble on uh for 200 episodes if you have been listening for that long um and that's it this has been save the semantics signing off